Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our hip hop intro just rolled. All right, welcome in. Happy Monday! It's uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me as always is my main man, Israel Troop. Troop, what's up, man? What's up, brother? Just getting a little yard work done today. Uh, if you live in South Georgia like myself, you know just as well as I do how bad pollen is. And just FYI, the critters are out, so make sure you're safe. You know, as you're going throughout your day, and if you buy critters, I don't have to even tell you what those are. Yeah, if you live in South Georgia and you don't know what critters means, you haven't lived in South Georgia very long. So, um, luckily, I do not live in. Luckily, for that reason, I do not live in South Georgia. Up here in Tennessee, it is uh, winter's last hurrah. It's rainy and not cold, but like in the fifties, where it kind of like feels like it's way colder than it actually is. Type situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can have that. I don't want no part of that either. Yeah, but uh, it was like 80 to 70 and 80 degrees a couple of days last week. So, I, I think we're getting more of that um, from here on out. But we are presented by betonline.ag. It remains to be your number one source for all of your sports betting needs, whether you're betting on XFL, NBA, uh, upcoming MLB, and how many teams will lose based on the pitch clock. Uh, you have college hoops coming up. Postseason tournaments uh, are right around the corner. You can even bet on esports. I don't know how you do that, but you can. So you always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. So we're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to BetOnline.ag now and just and join and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus for your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet Online. It's where the game starts. So. Well, we got an action-packed show, and I, I was kind of looking through, scrolling through social media and trying to figure out just exactly what we were going to talk about. I noticed that 2,500 people uh, and, and a lot of people commented and liked our uh, quarterback video, so I figured, and I saw this post, and it was perfect. I'm like, great. Let's talk some more quarterbacks. This time, the, the way we're going to do it, now we're going to compare Carson Beck or whoever decides to win that starting job at Georgia based on the rest of the conference. So we'll try to, we'll try to do a little comparison sake, just, just so everybody kind of sees where our guy stacks up against the rest of the league. So uh, this, this ranking, this is not our ranking. I'm going to preface what I'm saying by that stat cat from on three posted this pre-spring quarterback rankings. Now, there's a couple of assumptions here that there's, well, there's two assumptions here that uh, maybe, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say two. There's two. Okay. I'll, I'll give you three. There's three assumptions that these guys are going to win there. I couldn't, I, I'm not real sure what to say about the Alabama situation, but 
Um, there's three guys here that they're presuming are going to win the starting jobs coming out of spring or just in general. So uh, we'll kind of look at where they are or what whoever's playing quarterback at that particular school is. So the list runs as follows. KJ Jefferson, number one, Jaden Daniels, number two, Devin Leary, number three, Joe Milton, number four, Spencer Rattler, number five, Will Rogers, number six, Spencer Sanders at Ole Miss, who's in a three-way battle with uh, Walker Howard and Jackson Dart at number seven, Carson Beck, who's in a three-way battle with Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandegriff at eight, Jalen Milrow, who's in a battle with Ty Simpson at nine, and Graham Mertz, who's in a battle... I don't know what he's in a battle with. He's in a battle with himself, I guess, but he's he's number 10. Um, not on this list is Robbie Ashford, A.J. Swan, uh, Connor Wegman, and uh, Brady Cook from Missouri. So, uh, pretty solid list, I, I, I think. Um, let's start with our guy. Obviously, that's that's where that's what people want to hear about. Mm-hmm. So let's let's assume Carson Beck wins the job. Now we know if you listen to our last episode, you know what our thoughts are on on Carson Beck's abilities and what he brings to the table. If you don't go back and stop, pause it right now, go back and listen to that one first. Okay. Yes. So what? So let's say let's say Carson Beck wins this job. Is he the eighth best quarterback in the league, or should he be higher? Um, I think right now, you know, you give it to him right now simply because, I mean, many of the people who are ahead of him um, have played um, significant snaps. Um, you know, KJ Jefferson being number one is obviously, you know, the best choice of all of everything that's on this list right now. Uh, so because of his intangibles, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how uh, him and the new OC at um, Arkansas kind of jail. Yeah. Um, because we all know how that goes sometimes with, you know, a new coordinator and quarterback um, coming from one system to another. Um, but with KJ being number one, obviously that's there. And, and um, you know, Spencer Rattler had a great season um, in the second half. You know, he struggled a little bit. But once he kind of got comfortable, um, you know, within the system that they had before, there was he left as well. Um, you know, he started to pick up, started getting the ball out, um, looked a little bit more comfortable, the most comfortable um, I saw him was obviously against Tennessee, but even the Clemson game, he looked comfortable too. Um, so obviously those guys, you know, being at the top of that list, you know, is a no brainer. You know, those guys have played significant football. Those guys have significant snaps, um, have proven themselves as, as a starting as at the uh, quarterback position. Now with our guy, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how he, you know, first of all, he's got to take control of the offense. That's going to be number one. You know, can he do that? You know, um, you know, like I said earlier in our previous show, you know, um, he was in the doghouse for a little bit. Um, apparently he's gotten out. Um, so, you know, can we stay out the doghouse? Because we all know how, you know, Georgia is about quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. um, once you're in the doghouse, it's really hard to get out. But, you know, if it you really want to be is. that guy, it's, it's time to grow up. You know, you got to be the guy. So, but the great thing about it is, you know, with him being number eight, you know, in a, in a really good SEC list, is that he's got two hungry guys behind him. That's going to make him, you know, play his best. You know, even last year, Stetson knew that at some point, if he messed up enough, that they they would put Carson back in. Like he can yeah. say what he wants to, but he he knew. You know, but you know, it was his team. But at the same time, you know, winning is winning. You know, if you're not getting the job done, you know, you you can be replaced. So, oh, yeah. um, I think Carson Beck's biggest 
you know, you know, how do I say it? Biggest um, he, caveat he is the fact that oh, yeah. he's got two people behind him that are hungry, that are also yeah, four or five gonna, as well. That's, so that's going to motivate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they absolutely so, will. Uh, but- I got being eight. I completely understand because uh, he has to prove himself. So I'm not mad about the list. Um, I think he's hell. I think he's pretty high, higher than you know. I would have probably ranked him. You know, from an outside guy looking in. So you know, he's got to uh, win it first, and we'll see how it yeah. goes. My my one big problem with the list is number ten. I, I think Brady Cook should be number ten over Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz has proven absolutely nothing. But this is not the Believe in Florida show, so I'm not going to get too much into detail about that. But you know, I, I think this is a pretty solid list, and I, I think Carson Beck uh, fits in perfectly at at, at eight. I, I could make an argument if if he wins the job or whoever, whichever Georgia quarterback wins the job, could be in that number seven spot. I think. Uh, you have a good list of veterans here, Jefferson and Daniels. You could interchange those two guys at one and two, and it would not matter. Uh, Devin Leary, super talented, coming from NC State. Don't know what you, don't know what he's going to do in this league. So I don't I don't love him at number three, but he certainly has the talent to fit that top three role. I, I think Joe Milton and Will Rogers should switch spots. I think Rattler is uh, perfect where he is. Um, but yeah, Carson Beck has all the all the all the game experience uh, of the three quarterbacks that he's competing against. He's going to have to, like you said, you hit the nail on the head, man. He's going to have to take command of this thing. And if he does, he can be a special guy and he can shoot right up this list. But if he doesn't, or if somebody, and and just because he loses the job doesn't necessarily mean that he lost the job. It could have been that somebody won the job in, instead. And and, mm-hmm. and I know that's kind of one and the same thing, but. The, the context of it they is also have two different two different meanings. Yeah. There's a difference between losing your job and getting beat. You know what yeah. I mean? Kind of like because the guy behind you doesn't necessarily deserve it, right? Yes. Where whereas it whereas winning the job is, hey, this guy, it's clear that hey, even though Carson Beck is really good, it's clear that this this is the guy. And it's gonna be mm-hmm. to me when, when you look at the other players around him, how do they respond? So mm-hmm. if Carson Beck, we, he has a leg up because we've seen that in games. Yes. We've seen guys make plays for him. We've seen him thread the needle a few times. We've seen him move the ball down the field. What we haven't seen is Gunnar Stockton, who has led the scout team. Now, you, you assume that because our defense has been so good and was so good throughout the course of the season, for the most part, you have to assume that he did a good job of playing the quarterback role really well and, and, and leading that scout team. Um, the the wild card here is Brock Vandegrift. So yeah. we know what Carson Beck's got. We, we know Carson Beck is probably, if he ends up being the starter, which, he, I mean, injuries happen, things happen, he's probably, what, seventh, eighth best quarterback in, in, in the conference. Now, let's put Gunnar Stockton in there hypothetically with his skill set because we don't know how these two are. We don't know how any of these guys are going to do as starters. We know how the top six will do as starters. Joe Milton starting the bowl game. That's, that's kind of what I'm going to expect out of him. We know what the top six have. We know kind of what Spencer Sanders has at Oklahoma state, but the last three, you don't know really. Uh, you don't really. I mean, you you had a kind of kind of a snapshot of Jalen Milrow, but it's a different it's a different coordinator now, so you don't know. Yeah, so Gunnar Stockton um, with his skill set, Israel. 
where does he still rank eighth or does he fall out of this list? He, I think he, I think he falls down. Um, and I think he, he's probably last on this list considering the fact that he was on the scout team last year. Um, and, you know, the world doesn't know what he's going to bring to the table. You know, obviously we, we kind of have a clue um, just from recruiting and, and hearing so much about him, you know, um, and he must be doing a really good job of slicing dice the defense um, and getting them prepared, you know, for, for yeah. Saturday and his road to winning another championship. So you know, it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, how it all pans out. You know, it's, it all comes down to competing. You know, you yeah. can say Carson Beck's going to be the guy. Well, hell, he might go out there and sync it up. And, you know, it's hard to get that job back, you know, once you've lost it. So, um, you know, it's one of those deals where, I mean, whoever's the hungriest quarterback in that room is going to win the job. And uh, yeah. if it's Gunner, if it's Brock, hell, we don't know. Brock, Brock might, you know, come out and, and put on the show, you know. So, you know, it's just one of those deals to where, you know, it's, it's a wait and see deal. You know, do I think it's, it's Carson Beck's job to lose? Absolutely. But can he lose it, you know, after the first week of practice? Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to just see, you know, what side they want to go and how they want to do everything. Yeah, and then Brock Vandegrift, as, as you said, I think for him, I think he's the odd man out. I think Gunnar Stockton, at worst case, is going to be your number two, and, and, and Brock right now is going to be your number three. He's the wild card. He, he's the one that if he wins this starting job, he's somebody that has the talent to play himself back onto the list, but I, I think he falls out of the list and Brady Cook jumps in and I think everybody kind of just bumps up. So Because you just, I mean, he's even more of an unknown. I mean, probably just as much or if not more than, than, uh, than Gunnar Stockton. I mean, all we've seen is spring game clips and, and both and Stockton looked better in his spring game clips than Brock Vandegrift. Brock Vandegrift looks, looked stiff, nervous, whatever. Didn't look like he had total command of the offense for, for whatever reason. A lot of that, a lot could have changed between now and, and, uh, and last April, but, um, We'll see. I mean, spring practice is right around the corner, so we'll kind of we'll kind of see it play out. But I, I thought this was an interesting hypothetical, um, just to kind of see where these guys would stack up, um, known commodities versus unknown commodities, and where do you think his talent would would get him uh, based on this list? Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Gunnar Stockton is number ten, and I think Brock Vandergriff would be number eleven, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, on this list, um, if you were to if you were to rank it all the way out to fourteen, so yeah. Um, but the I top six are the top six. Heard very much, you know, about Brock. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he was he was number three guy coming in um, behind Stetson and Beck. So you know, it's, it's got you kind of wonder how many reps he got, you know, during the season. Um, we all know that you know Gunner got most of the reps um, for the scout team. Um, Getting, getting the defense prepared. So, you know, like you say, he is kind of the odd man out, but, you know, I'm not, we're not knocking his ability by, by any means because he, he is still, you know, he wouldn't be at Georgia if he wasn't um, a really good quarterback. So, um, you know, we just hadn't heard much about him. You know, the last time we really saw him was, was spring game, you know, last year. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, going into, you know, the next couple of weeks, how everything kind of pans out with uh, spring practice coming up. 
Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, that they they all like I said, if you if you want to check if you want to check out what our thoughts going into pre spring and what they bring to the table, are just check out our last show. I mean, obviously you have uh, Vandegrift and Stockton um, bring a dynamic to the run game that uh, Carson Beck does not. So that's got to that's got to count for something, and I think that'll get them some points in in uh, in, in the long run. So, uh, but uh, we'll we'll keep you updated throughout the spring. And the practices and things and 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 just kind of how this thing is shaking out a little bit. I mean, it's going to be the the reports are going to be kind of all over the place. To be honest, yeah, so. everybody's going to be trying to get a sneak peek. Um, everybody's going to be saying, you know, who got the most reps? You know, so and so got twenty reps, so and so got ten. You know, so and so got yeah. seventeen. So this is obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's going to go. Yeah. You know, um, the, fa- the fans are going to name a starter after every practice. <laughs> yeah, we saw we noticed that so and so had their ankles taped today. You know, one guy yeah. was wearing white shoestrings instead of black shoestrings. So, you know how the headlines come out of those. So, mm-hmm. you know, especially with everything that's clickbait these days, um, you know, with, George, with, with one position that hadn't been solidified yet at the quarterback position, you know, there's going to be a lot of hype, you know, going into this thing, kind of like when JT transferred in. Um, from USC. So, you know, everybody just, you know, hunker down and, you know, get your popcorn and enjoy the show because it's going to be a good one up until that first game in September. And it's going to be a full show, too. It's going to be a full length feature uh, going into camp and possibly even into the first two games. So, you know, you never know. It, it'll, it'll be interesting nonetheless. But uh, Dylan Rayola uh, is, is future casted to, uh, to commit to Georgia's number one quarterback in next year's class. So uh, that'll be interesting. Can they hold him off? I mean, he's super talented. I mean, he can come in. I, I don't know that I don't know that Georgia's set up for a, a freshman to keep taking over. But if he's the best player, he's the best player. I don't think Kirby's gonna, going to yeah. uh, gonna be stubborn about you that. Ball. You can ball. You can ball. You know, is that the kid from Cali? I've been hearing about where's he from? Dylan Rayola is from he is from Arizona. Pinnacle. Arizona. He's from the same he's he's from the same high school that Spencer Rattler went to. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, his top two right now are Georgia and Ohio State, and Georgia's got the got the slight lead there. Everybody seems to think he's gonna be Going to be a hundred percent to Georgia, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. So I saw a little man, and you know, he was in a he was in a video out at Texas. Um, so you know, those guys are um, getting in. You know, it's really it's really good to be an early enrollee. You know, you kind of get in. You know, get the leg of the land, um, things like that. So you know, it's good to see these young guys. You know, meshing and gelling gelling with the with the older guys, the vets. You know, as we used to call ourselves yeah. back in the day. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know who all came in for us um, off the top of my head, but, you know, those are just guys that I've seen so far. You know, man, Justice Hayes, you know, athlete, student athlete of the week. You know, I know this isn't, you know, believe in Alabama or believe in other teams, but, you know, it's just good to see guys that, you know, you've seen play, seen Justin Hayes, Justice Hayes play in person. Um, he's yeah. a bad man, you know, so. Um, Downs is also at Alabama. These guys are from Georgia. Um, I've seen play in person. So good to see guys. You know, my man Jarvis Hayes from, from Ware County. He's at West Kentucky now balling too. Um, so just shout out to those guys who, you know, do what they're supposed to do in the classroom. 
you know, and have the opportunity to uh, leave early and try to make an impact. And an impact that they're going to make. I, I think I think all those guys you just named are going to make a huge impact on uh, on their respective programs. Uh, you know, I, I think Alabama did a phenomenal job of of recruiting this past cycle. Nick Saban still got it. So, but speaking of Nick Saban, I, 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 I'm going to pivot a little bit. I know we'd say we get into combine stuff. We're, we can get into combine stuff here in a little bit. But um, Kirby Smart was quoted at a press conference uh, <laughs> talking about – you know what I'm about to say, right? Yeah. Saying he owes, he owes Nick Saban so much. And, you know, of course, that got everybody buzzing, right? He, he said, if Nick, if Nick wanted me to take over the Alabama program – I would because that's I owe him that much. And what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going to have to see him actually speak these words because yeah. that does not sound like anything a guy like Kirby Smart would say. Now, does he owe Nick Saban a lot? Of course he does. You know, Nick Saban kind of took him on his ring a little bit, you know, kind of even when he was at Miami, you know, um, you know, Kirby with Kirby with, with, with him and, you know, taking Alabama during that amazing run. But at the same time, I mean, you got to you gotta get away from that. You know, I appreciate it, you know, but I'm going to continue to beat you. You know, I, I don't want to live in, in your legacy. You know, I want to be yeah. – I want to make my own, and I want to continue to beat you while I make my own. You know, because you got to yeah. think, man, they want how many – maybe was that they want, what, four or five when Kirby was there, something like that. Um, yeah. You know, so – uh, I want to win four or five at Georgia. Like, why would I want to go back to Alabama and be like, oh, he's taking over. You know, here's here it is. Like, no, I'm going to make my own dynasty yeah. here at Georgia, mm-hmm. my alma mater. Yeah. Like, no doubt. I need to see the audio to this with him speaking these exact words. Yeah, I know. Um, and, you know, just saying hypothetically, if it was true, um, which I, I don't know that it is, but if theoretically it was true, I just don't think he would go. Honestly, nah. Nah. I don't think he'd go. Our AD is way cooler than their AD. I'm just gonna throw oh, that yeah, out there. Totally. Man, Josh totally. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm gonna have to look for this, uh, and it's probably just made up. I don't think he said that. that. Does not. If you just listen to any of his his press conferences, that does not sound like anything that he would say yeah but it got people bussing <laughs> that's for sure i was like whoa whoa is it, it you, Look, you know how you, and cancel culture i mean you, know, you, I know, right? you, you, know, you know how people told. jump on that stuff yeah absolutely I, I bet somebody was sitting in their living room was like hey watch this yeah went to wikipedia and just typed a bunch of stuff and put a picture on it with some quotes and then hit send yeah, and then people are like, man, you know, there was, uh, I meant to bring this up to you. This was, you know, probably about a week old or so that there was a brief, like, I think there was like a brief uproar and then, you know, it just kind of died and nobody, you know, nobody dispelled the rumor. Nobody said anything like that oh, was fake or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was, uh, I just thought it was one of those things where I was like, okay, yeah, this doesn't make any sense, but yeah. I saw that, and I think I forget. Um, it's one of the people that I, I, I crap. I can't think of their names, but it was basically like we all please get off of 
how did they say it? Get off of Kirby's nest or something like that. I can't remember how it said it, but uh, it's it's just really funny how you know as soon as people see stuff like that, it goes viral. Yeah, can you believe Kirby said this and that, this, that, and the third, and yeah. uh, kind of like Stetson not waving at people at the parade. You know, obviously he was waving at people in, at the parade. Everybody had the same video, so people literally had the same video at the same time of what he did, and everybody's yeah. in an uproar. I was like, do y'all not realize everybody has the same video at that particular moment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just thought, I, I, I just, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's waving. No, he's not waving, man. No, I just thought you'd have a little fun with that, man. That, that That's, uh, you know, I saw that. I was like, geez. I mean, I, I, I did do a double take. I was like, what? Why would he say this? This doesn't make, no sense. This doesn't make any sense. Why would he say that? Yeah, I haven't, then, I haven't heard of Nick Saban, not Nick Saban, a Kirby Smart interview as of late in like the last month or two. Yeah, he's probably ready. Well, they, they took a break, but nonetheless, let's move on. Let's let's cleanse the palate once again. Uh, combine. We got about uh, six minutes or so. Let's let's talk pre-combine. Um, before we do that, baseball, big, big sweep over Princeton, uh, Sullivan mm-hmm. and Woods, got back on track uh, after rough outings in the first series. Uh, They sweep Princeton, uh, but we'll talk more baseball later in the week. Great win for the great pair of wins there for the dogs uh, this weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's good to see um, our guys get back on track and guess what? I think we came out unscathed with no injuries. You know, some days you got and some days you don't, you know, that's baseball. um, as a pitcher, you know, you're going to fail more times than you're going to succeed in, in, in the game of baseball. So um, the fact that they were bounced back against a really good Princeton team, like, don't think this because it's Princeton, you know, oh, man, it's like, no, Princeton is a really good baseball team. Um, you know, when we got, you know, a lot coming up here soon, um, SEC, you know, will we'll be starting here soon as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Georgia Southern-Georgia matchup. You know, Georgia Southern's pretty – Sporty this year, so yeah. looking forward to that one. I uh, hadn't heard very much about Georgia Tech, so um, I already know what the SEC brings, you know, as a whole. But for out of conference, you know, yeah, a- Georgia Southern and Kennesaw, you know, I think those would be two really good games for us. Yeah, th- those will get us ready for SEC play. I think uh, as far as non-conference series goes, because those teams play. I mean, you know, any team in the southeast, you know, warm weather climate, mm-hmm. baseball teams are usually usually pretty good. Th- those those talents get spread pretty, uh, pretty wide. So, um, but combine million dollar question here. Who, who do you think makes the biggest leap? Now, Jalen Carter is probably not going to make a huge leap because he's already projected where he's projected. So uh, out of the guys like Darnell Washington, uh, Broderick Jones, um, Keely Ringo, uh, who, who, who else we got? Uh, Jake Podlesny, Christopher Smith, um, you know, um, McClendon, those guys, Kenny McIntosh. Like, who makes the Stetson Bennett? Who makes the biggest leap here? I think Ringo and Darnell Washington have the biggest upside right now. Um, you know, people are going to look for that big tight end, you know, offensive lineman, kind of like what we talked about last time. Obviously, he's not an offensive lineman, but, you know, he, he gives you an extra body, you know, to add to the surface, you know, of the offensive line because he can play in line and he can be split out wide. So if I'm an NFL team, I'm looking to see, is he versatile? Can he move? 
how is he physically? Because, you know, he was dealing with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a heel and all that good stuff. You know, Keeley, you know, kind of was a little bit inconsistent this year, had a better um, year last year. Um, kind of see, you know, where his mental state is. Um, you know, Christopher Smith, I think, um, has a huge upside as well. You know, after performing so well in Senior Bowl, um, coming into the combine, if he has good numbers, um, you know, can pass the interview process because, you know, that's what, you know, a lot of teams are looking for these days during that interview process. Um, you know, I think those guys have the biggest upside now who can benefit from having a good day, um, both for linemen can benefit from having a great day. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny McIntosh definitely can. Um, Stetson can Stetson throw the ball. I mean, obviously, you know, every, every, every football player wants to live, you know, their NFL dreams, you know, can Stetson be a quality backup? Absolutely. Because Chase Daniels did it for forever. And made, made it, solid, you know, quality back. Absolutely. Being a quality he made $41 backup million dollars as a backup, Being career a, backup with, yeah. with a couple spot starts. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not here for a long time I'm here for a good time, you know? Exactly. So, um, you know, those guys, you know, between those two, between Darnell and, and Keeley, um, I think those who have, you know, the most to prove um, from a standpoint of, can you be reliable? You know, can you be consistent, you know, and make sure you're not injury prone, you know, for Christopher Smith, I think it just comes down to, Hey man, keep balling. You know, you never know where you might fall. You know, I know the Bills are looking for a guy. I know Cincinnati's looking for a guy to replace Eli Apple. Um, if I'm Cincinnati and I'm looking for safety, it's the kind of guy I'm looking for. You know, yeah. so because um, Eli Apple ain't it. Uh, but, you know, who can have a great day? Did you know, Stacey can have a great day throwing the football. Kenny McIntosh, his versatility out the backfield, which I think is going to be his biggest upside, is coming out the backfield. I also think Kenny McIntosh, his his biggest upside is in the interview room, you know, because I think he's going to have some of the tangibles, like he's going to have the speed. I think his shuttle time is going to going to help him. His vertical is going to help him. Hopefully, um, those are the things that he needs to kind of really win the day at the straight line speed. It is what it is. But um, the interview, I think he has a chance to really crush that and, and possibly get himself into early day three, maybe even to late day two. Um, mm-hmm. if, if he has good interview, if he has, if he shows good lateral uh, explosive ability with the, with the, uh, with the shuttle drill, the broad jump, things like that. I think the, uh, the Broncos are looking for a guy, um, you know, so I think he'd fit good with the Broncos. You know, I think with Sean Payton coming in there, he could yeah, fall in there. Mm-hmm. Him and Latavius Murray, because Murray Murray's Sean Payton's guy. Uh, so I, I think they have a weird mix in the backfield that you don't really like. I mean, you know, of course, Javante, Javante Williams is coming back um, off knee injury. So see where he fits in the lineup. But McIntosh can be some much needed relief possibly uh, early in the season where you have three guys there while Javante Williams is recovering and getting back into game shape. You, know, you have some guys that can take the burden off of him a little bit, and if you have Kenny McIntosh that can provide that role, if he can if he can mesh well and vibe well in Sean Payton's offense, he that, that'd be a really good fit. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I'm just looking forward to seeing these guys ball out, man. You know, it's been a long time. You know, I say a long time. It's only been a year since, you know, we took over the draft pretty much. Um from a defensive standpoint, you know, I'm kind of ready to see some offensive guys, you know, kind of get, kind of get shown some love a little bit in between there. But at the same yeah. time, you know, Pickens, you know, is doing great things in Pittsburgh. 
Um, yeah. I was just watching a video the other day about him throwing Buddy from Georgia Tech into the wall. Um, and I know many people are upset. And, you know, you hear the commentator talking about, you know, you got a game next week, but there's no way that I'm going to let you grab me like that and try to let it ride too. So I completely understand why you got, you got beat up in your own stadium. Yeah, I mean, it happens, man. Tippers flare, people fight. Uh, it just, hopefully, he doesn't show a pattern. I, I, I know he's a very passionate, fired up guy. And, you know, there was that clip earlier. He's had a great, you know, he was one of those character issue guys, too, you know, when he was coming out, you know, simply because yeah, of that. He had incident. some documented things, though. Like he, he had a few, he had a few issues that, you know, academic issues, the fight that yeah. happened at Georgia Tech, and some of the things that, you know, possibly went down, you know, during his he had he had a couple of red flags. So I kind of understand the Pickens ones. He he's he was proving, definitely a little sad while he was at Georgia. <laughs> yeah, he was, and and he's that's just his personality. He's he's a sassy dude. So hopefully he can contain it in the NFL. Continue to contain it. I, I know he had a little outburst there towards the end of the season. He was frustrated. He wouldn't get the ball, but. I mean, that's how wide receivers are. I mean, T.O. got frustrated. And he's a Hall of Famer. So, yeah. So, but uh, I think Darnell has a chance. He, he's going to, I think if he wins the interviews, um, you know, we, we, we talked about last week, uh, his draft stock check, um, you know, kind of some teams, he fits in a lot of teams, but I think a perfect scenario would be like an Atlanta, a Baltimore, uh, Buffalo you know, somewhere that like cold weather, big guy, you don't really want to like, you don't really want to lock horns with them. You can't really guard him. And Josh mm-hmm. Allen has a big target. He can just like float. He can just improvise and float one up to him. And, you know, he he comes down with it. But let's be honest, he fit in with just about any system out there. So, you know, Excellent. that's, uh, you know, just, just his size, his athletic ability. And uh, it's just going to be a matter of, can he stay healthy? I mean, I know tall, I know tall, big guys like that have, have, you know, lower extremity issues, especially with ankles. Um, so I, you know, I think if he can avoid some of those issues, he should have a, he should have a really good NFL career. If he doesn't, then it'll be, it won't be ability for him. It'll be injury. If, if, if Darnell Washington has a short lived career. Oh yeah. You know, very, very Megatron like, but, what about 50 pounds every year? Yeah. I mean, he's built, I mean, him and LeBron are the same height and weight. Mm-hmm. And LeBron, LeBron's a freak of nature. So I'm not comparing him to LeBron yeah. by any stretch, but LeBron's a freak of nature. But Darnell Washington is also a bit of a physical freak himself. Um, he's probably a much stronger, you know, he's the football version of LeBron James. He'll cause yeah. some problems for sure. Absolutely. Call some issues. He's, he's lean now, I'm telling, because the, the workout for NFL and, and college is totally different. You know, so I'm pretty sure he's leaned up, you know, moving good. Probably healthy he's been for a long time considering, you know, yeah. going through rehab and all that stuff too. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he yeah. performs. Yeah, I'm 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 curious here. I, I wanna I'm interested to see that. Uh Ryan Roberts from Rise and Draft uh, is gonna be there. He's Joe DeLeon's partner. Um, on, on that podcast, he, he's going to be uh, at the combine. We're going to try to connect with him uh, later this week, or if not into next week to kind of get the report on who did what, where, who, whose stock rose, whose stock stayed the same and whose stock fell, things like that. So, uh, but we're going to get out of here, man. Um, uh, it's been a good show, man. I, I, I thought the hypothetical early in the show with where our guys stack up 
in the conference uh, was was an interesting thing. But we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, how this race shakes out. We'll have more basketball stuff for you as the SEC tournament play uh, rolls around. Uh, of course, as as conference baseball play gets kicked into gear, we'll we'll focus on that as well. Um, and then, as always, we'll we'll keep you updated on the football. So, um, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs presented by BetOnline.ag. We hope you have a great week. Uh, we'll see you back here next time. But until then, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.